Dear world, it's your girl, Miss Amber J, and welcome to another episode. Okay, disclaimer, I do not have a microphone or anything like that, so excuse any background noise that you hear. You might hear Thor, who is my dog, snoring. You might hear firecrackers. You might hear people talking. I don't really know, but I try to minimize noise as much as possible. But until I can get where I want to be, I have to start somewhere. So I apologize for any extras that you guys may hear in the background. So when I listen to podcasts, I listen to ones that I feel like are relatable or ones that are teaching me lessons and I don't realize they're teaching me lessons. And that's what I want my podcast to be. I want it to be relatable. And I feel like in order to be relatable, I have to be transparent. So with that being said, today I want to discuss embracing the unknown. And in order to do that, I have to tell you guys a little story first. So bear with me. So boom, the year was 2013. First, um, the guy I was dating got sentenced to like five or six years in prison. The second thing, my dad was basically told that he was going to die if he didn't have surgery. The fourth thing was I lost my job and I was going to have to move from my apartment. I was at the point that I was just really like depressed. Mostly I was depressed because of my dad and I was in love with this guy and literally he was about to be gone for five to six years and I didn't know how to handle that I was like I said I was 23 um life hadn't fully hit me like I had been through things but I hadn't been through things like that so it was just a really really difficult time for me I remember several nights where like my best friend would come over and we would just go to the liquor store and get any liquor that we can afford and this was like when we first heard about Tito's. And Tito's, to this day, I still do not like it. It tastes like rubber alcohol, but it was cheap and we could afford it. We would drink Four Locos. Um, <laughs> Four Locos, baby, feel like I was going to die. I would never in life drink those again. Um, it was also a time where I really didn't have money for groceries. And I can remember this one time. She literally, my best friend, um, she literally went to her mom's house and packed like whatever they had just a little of this, a little of that. It was like lunch meat, some chips, and just, you know, just different little things to hold me over. And even though she and I are no longer friends, I will be eternally grateful for that because I'm the type of person, and I still am this way a little bit. I'm trying to work out of it, but I'm very stubborn. I don't like asking for help. Um, And during that time of my life, I definitely didn't want to ask for help. I had a lot of pride, so I would sit everything is fine, knowing my damn refrigerator was empty and knowing that I was battling with this depression. So I ended up moving out of the apartment because like I said, I lost my job and I couldn't afford to pay the rent. So thankfully my mommy, she stepped up and she paid my last month's rent so that I didn't owe anything. And I actually ended up moving in with my parents. Well, this was when my dad was about to have surgery. So my mom and I were like scrambling to find a house. We ended up finding one. My dad had surgery. He recovered. He is strong and healthy today. Thank God. So that kind of lightened my load. Um, because whenever I fall, I feel like my parents have my back. If nobody else in this world does, they do. Um, and I feel like I needed that. I needed to, you know, come home, rebuild, reestablish. So I was able to do that. Like I said, my dad had a successful surgery. It took me a minute to find a job, but that was okay. I ended up finding a job at Town Play Suites by Marriott in Sterling Heights. Now, 
not your ideal job, but it actually wasn't horrible because I was able to meet amazing people along the way. I remember this lady, Marianne, she was like super old and she was very long winded, but she would always tell like these remarkable stories about growing up and her kids and just, it was so cool to just listen to her and other people. Um, If you're not familiar with how Marriott works, they have different entities of hotels like Fairfield, Courtyard, Town Place Suites, just Marriott. Um, And each one is known for something different. Town Place Suites is an extended stay hotel. So a lot of times they have people like their house might have burnt down. So they're staying there for an extended amount of time or people who are on business and, you know, they travel frequently and they're going to be in the area a lot. So they might, you know, come to the hotel every month or for two weeks out of the month or anything like that. So you get, you know, familiar with people. And I just met so many people from around the world, around the world. Um, it just was an experience that I will never forget. Fast forward to 2014. One night I'm on my way home from work. My sister calls me and says, how much would you have to make to move to Ohio? Reminds you, I've never lived outside of Detroit other than living in Westland. Therefore, I've never lived in another state. So I didn't know. So we ended up, I don't remember the exact conversation, like how the whole conversation went, but I know we ended up driving to Cleveland to have an interview. And I remember sitting at the table with her and her best friend, and they were like prepping me with interview questions because we thought it was going to be three people in the interview. So when I get to the interview, it's only one person. So I have my interview. Things go well. I end up getting hired. (laughs) Things happen so quickly, okay? So my sister, she is the real MVP. We go home. And this was during the time when the freeways in Michigan had flooded. So it, it was a lot. So we go home. And I'm telling my family, like, hey, I'm moving to Ohio. And they're surprised because they didn't really know anything about it other than I was going for an interview. So I tell my aunt and we have this heart to heart and I'm just preparing myself mentally for what was about to happen. So within I think it was like within a week or two weeks, I basically told Marriott that I was leaving because I was moving out of state. I ended up technically working until October because I would always come back and forth to Michigan. So I would work weekends sometime there. So I officially stopped working there in October of 2014, but I officially moved to Cleveland, Ohio, um, August of 2014. So my sister was a real MVP because she literally stayed with me. And while I was at work, she would look for apartments. And she said, just when I was about to give up, I found you an apartment. So we go look at that apartment. The lady tells me, you know, how much it is a month, blah, 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 blah. We do the walkthrough. I'm like, okay, boom, I'll take it. So I remember we came home, I think that following weekend to get my stuff, um, to come up with some money for the security buys and all that. And I moved into the apartment. So probably for the first six months of me living there, I slept either on an air mattress or the floor. And I remember the air mattress gave out on me. So I was sleeping on the floor. Um, I had my little 30 inch TV and I had cable because, you know, you can't live without cable or internet in these days. So I had that. But that was it. That's literally I didn't have any furniture or nothing. Um, I survived off of eating Chipotle and Chick-fil-A. We're not going to talk about all the weight that I gained. But it is what it is. I made it work. Throughout my time living in Ohio, I met a lot of different people. Um, I made some lifelong friendships with people. 
I broke a lot of barriers down within myself. I did not realize how broken I actually was until I moved to Ohio. I can remember this one night, one of the staff members and I had stayed late after school because we both were in um, different degree programs. She was studying for her master's and I was studying for my undergraduate at Cleveland State. And we stayed to do our homework, which we would do from time to time. But this night, I don't remember what provoked the conversation, but I can remember we just had a heart to heart and I started to cry. She started to cry. I was opening up to her about things that I had never opened up um, to anybody before in regards to like my last few months of living in Michigan and the things with my ex and all that. And she started to tell me different things. And I remember she prayed for me and just, you know, prayed for my strength and my courage and that I would become the person that I wanted to be, that I needed to be and just finding my purpose and things like that. And then along with her, I met several other people, the high school principal, she instilled in me that I could do anything that I wanted to do, that I was capable of doing anything that I put my mind to, to stop doubting myself. So there were several people that I met along the way that left a lifelong um, impression on me. And like I said, I didn't realize how broken I was until I moved to Ohio. So I took a lot of time to focus on myself. I started writing again. I got closer to God. I started to pray again. I just, I found happiness. I started to travel. I got reconnected with Amber. So the whole point of this story was to talk about embracing the unknown. Ohio was unknown to me. Other than going to Cedar Point, I had never been there. I didn't know what was going to become of me moving to Ohio. I didn't know if I was going to fail. I didn't know if I was going to succeed. I didn't even know if I was going to like it, but I jumped. I took that leap. Um, I trusted God. I trusted the process and I took that leap of faith. That didn't make sense, but I hope that y'all unscramble, unscramble what I was trying to say and catch that message. See, sometimes I get tongue tied and I get talked too fast and stuff just doesn't make sense. But basically what I'm trying to say, um, I took that leap of faith. I embraced the unknown. And I know sometimes change can be scary. And nothing in this world is certain but uncertainty. We know that we are born and we know that eventually at some point we're going to die. Um, What I can say is we cannot always control what happens to us. And we can't control how people treat us. But we can control how we react to situations and how we react to people. Um. So if you don't take anything away from this podcast, I hope that you can just take away that embracing the unknown is important. It's important to your journey. It can teach you things. It can help you realize certain things. It can help you grow. It can help you mature. It can help you break down your walls. It can help you heal. So sometimes, like I said, change is scary. The unknown is scary, but that's a part of life. That's a part of your journey to embrace it. And I know some of y'all are listening like, girl, Michigan and Ohio are not that far apart. They're not that different in the sense of geographical locations. Okay, you're right. Absolutely. But when you've never lived more than 30 minutes away from your parents, two and a half to three hours seems like 10 hours. It seems like 2,000 miles, especially for someone who has been sheltered their entire life, someone who is the baby of the family. I was forced to just 
handle things on my own. I was forced to mature, which was a great thing for me because I learned how to handle life in a better way opposed to drinking my problems away or sexing my problems away or smoking my problems away. I actually just sat down and dealt with them. And there were plenty of times when I sat on my my bedroom floor and I would cry and I literally didn't know if I was going to make it. I didn't know if I had enough strength to live in a state by myself. I didn't know if I had enough mental and emotional capacity to handle things that were happening in my life. I remember my aunt passed away and I I took off from work to go back home and I was just upset with myself because I knew she was sick and my principal and I had a conversation literally the day before she passed away. Like, girl, just go home, be with your family. And I was like, it's okay. I'll go tomorrow. It's the weekend. Nope. She passed away that day before I was able to get home. So I had to deal with stuff like that. But I realized all of that was a part of my journey. I had to go through those things to grow through certain things. So I'll say it again, embrace the unknown. And I know change is scary, but it's necessary. I want to close with two different messages. The first one is from Gina Greenlee. Embrace those parts of yourself that you've skillfully avoided until now. That's your true adventure. The second one is from Jeremy Kent. Embrace who you are and your divine purpose. Identify the barriers in your life and develop discipline, courage, and the strength to permanently move beyond them and keep moving forward. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and it left you with something to think about. Remember, embrace the unknown and while change is scary, it's necessary. Thank you.